Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Okay, yeah, we are. Here we are. We made it. It's another episode. The Female Dating Strategy Podcast Low-Value Stream with your host, me, Danny Polischuk. I'm a little late, but you know what we say, us scrotes, we say... Overpromise and underdeliver. That is the motto of the Scrotes. Overpromise, underdeliver. That's what I'm doing. I'm sorry for this late uh, impromptu stream, but I saw an opportunity, a little window to just bang out a couple episodes. And uh, and here we are. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me today. Um, <clears throat> if you want to support the stream, you can do a lot of things. We You can... Uh, Low value mail, patreon.com slash low value mail. You can join. You guys all sorts of perks there. Buy a shirt, lowvaluemail.com. Buy a t shirt. Or you can join the membership. Oh, and we got a new, uh, I don't know if I can see this. Yeah, I added some new. Look at that. We got some new emojis. Long live the king, king of the scrotes, Prince Charles. Although I don't think he would appreciate being called king of the scrotes. But he is, whether he likes it or not, the king of the strokes. Strokes, scrotes. I just had a stroke. Um, and of course, if we hit 100 likes, I'll give away a channel membership. Uh, I hope everybody's having a good Sunday. I was worried that maybe people wouldn't want to watch this because you're watching football. But I guess you guys don't care about football or you're watching this alongside football. Which, you know what? This might be a nice little complimentary thing. Because you're watching football. Your wife or your girlfriend is bugging you to go do some yard work or some shit. And you're just trying to watch season one of the NFL. And then you take the one AirPod. The, on the side that she can't see, and you plug in this podcast, and so you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're watching football, the wife's nagging. It's a nice little, nice little, uh, I don't know what, what it is, but it's, you know, a little combination, if you will. Anyways, we're doing episode 15, episode 16 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. I am, of course, J.D. Scrote, J.D. Scrotinger. Scrotilla, the king of the scrotes, all that fun stuff. Um, all right, enough of you have joined. Let's do this. Let's hope they're, uh, we're going to start, as always, regular speed, and then once we can't take it anymore, we'll crank it up. So anyways, and if there's any audio issues, if you think, hey, Danny's mic's clipping, the girls are too loud, the girls are too quiet, I can't mix them, so they might be all over the place, but if you have any comments about the audio mix, I got the board right here, I think it's good. But I literally never know because I don't have a producer. So, anyways, without further ado, Female Dating Strategy, episode 15, titled, A Furfillion. I don't know what a furfillion is. I'm, they've already stumped me, okay? A furfillion red flags, plus how abusive men hold hostages via coercive control. Let's do this. Today's roast scrote is from Zeta. Oh, we're starting immediately with the roast scrote. God damn it! These are the worst. If you know what these are, part of their Patreon is you can submit a scrote to roast, and then they roast them like comedy roast styles. Kindly submitted her story, so let's see which scrote is on the barbecue today. Uh oh, barbecue and scrotes. So when I was in college, I studied abroad in an Asian country. To learn the local language, I did what most students do and found a language exchange partner. 
I found that men had fewer options and were more reliable than women. Really? So I chose a guy who was seemingly nice and normal. Mm. Let's call him Henry. He was about 15 years older than me. Ooh-ooh. Red flag number one. Is that a red flag? I lived at home. Red flag number two. <laughs> red flag number two. Still lived at home. <laughs> I like that you paused there. Okay, so now we're already getting the... Mu- uh... High value of the scrote goat. Um, okay, can you put a limer? I can't put a limer. Maybe I could do it eventually. I don't know how to do it right now, though. But anyways, I, I don't know. I'm to let that, that second shoe drop. Are they clipping? Oh, God. They're just laughing the at their own shit. normal in that country if you're not married. He had a steady girlfriend. Ooh-hoo. He was hoping to marry, so the first six months of our language exchange were great. Then she dumped him out of the blue, according to him. And boy, did he start getting weird. Yeah, it's never out of the blue. Nah, nah. Sometimes it is. This is- I want to know what he did. Yeah, right. That's scrote translation usually for... I've, I've now suddenly realized she was serious about all the things she's been talking about with me for months. And that seems out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this is only four lines in, and it's already got more red flags than Lenin's funeral. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, you just roasted Lenin. Ultimate scrote. He got so drunk one time he missed the step. We're on regular speed here. And came to a meeting with a busted up face. That's when I started getting creepy vibes from him. He alluded to the fact that he had a white girl fetish and was looking for a passport and mixed race babies. Okay. I wish you could see my face right now. Wait, he said that out loud? Yeah, it's he said the chicks. quiet part out loud. I mean, he honestly, said the qu- like, that is an actual thing. Like, it happens a lot in the UK where, you know, white people primarily will say, I want, like, mixed-race babies. It's actually quite common. It's very bizarre, but it's common. Uh, and people accuse us of being weird eugenicists. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely what? a thing. Definitely a thing. That's, um... It's a little bit disturbing. Is wanting a mixed-sex baby eugenics? I thought that would be, like, the opposite of that. Like, I don't really care about you as a person. I just have this racialized fetish. Yeah. And I want to pass that on to my children. Yeah. Stop fetish and kink-shaming, ladies. Exactly. And fill them with issues and self-loathing and confusion. Yeah, exactly. He had a decent job at a bank, but he started hinting he was rich, which was doubtful, and that his parents were prominent and well-connected. Basically trying to pretend he was a catch. Cap, 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 capping in the wild. Cap, cap, cap. Ladies, <laughs> these ladies are way too old to be saying cap, by the way. That, like, I'm sorry. They are way, I'm, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not helping when you're saying cap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's all men have the, uh, is the audacity. When they have nothing else, they have audacity. Cap. The cap is too much. More oh. capping than crunch. He was basically. Oh, my God. The fucking horror of this all. Trying to pretend he was a cat, whilst in the same breath. <laughs> Basically, trying to pretend he was a cat, whilst in the same breath admitting that his mum still made his lunch and did his lunch. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck me, this man. My mommy makes my lunch and my laundry. Oh gosh, okay. And he's what, like almost 40? Whoa, easy. I'm a catch. You're all almost 40. I mean, if she was in college, let's say 20, he must be about 35. But since he was a reliable language exchange partner, I basically just overlooked these red flags since I wasn't interested in dating him and we always met in public. 
And then I went to a spa with my roommate at a local hotel. I brought the hotel's free water bottle to my meeting with Henry, and he absolutely flipped and accused me of going there with a man. Wait, he's not even your man though yet, right? He's just a language exchange partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's he, where's he get out telling you anything? Like, that ain't your man? That's not, he's not- That ain't your man! I'm confused right now. That ain't it's your man! It's kind of weird that he's flipping out over a water bottle. I a think water, we're starting- A water bottle? A water bottle. Gonna see why Henry was dumped, quote unquote, suddenly out of the blue. Yeah, it becomes clearer, definitely. But we'll continue with. Starting to sound like Henry's a bit of a scrub. Gets a lot worse. Um, the next time we were at a coffee shop and he covered his nose with one hand and picked both nostrils for a full minute. My what? mic is peaking. Wow. <laughs> All right, turn she it down. She timed it as well. She turned down the mic. Whoa. I mean, that's that's one more minute. That's that's one minute wasted of your life and one minute that should have been such a red flag you got up and left. Oh my god. He then reached across the table, used the same fingers he'd been picking his nose with to take a piece of my dessert without asking Ugh. and then winked at me. Oh, hell no. Ah, <laughs> the wink! Whoa. So bad the table wink. manners. What flag are we on now? I can't remember what flag we're on. <laughs> I think there's like 10 at least so far. But yeah. Oh, they're this, adding this up. This is a communist rally of red flags. Literally communist rally. I'm just like, literally. hey, that's offensive to communists. What? I, mean, I like that they're letting Savannah talk more because the last two episodes they very let her talk I mean, at all. I mean, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to listeners who are communists, but I mean, they use red flags, so it is what it is. <laughs> I almost threw up and just pushed the whole dessert across the table to him. And then he went on a business trip. He came back and bragged about being entertained by a different woman every night, trying to make me jealous of prostitutes. What? Cap, cap, caffin again. Cap, cap, caffin. Cap, 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 Oh, but at least he bought me a gift. <laughs> a pen and calendar from his bank's branch office in that country. <laughs> How thoughtful. What the hell? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That reminds okay. me of, like, you remember that TikTok a while back of a sugar baby being like... I can't do it, guys. I, okay, I gotta speed this up. This is too much. This is too crappy. Let's go... Engage one and a quarter speed. Your daddy got for me, and it's like a hat and like some leggings and some small. I'm just imagining like imagining your sugar daddy going to like a college campus, getting you a bunch of free pens and like free hats. <laughs> Bring you the hotel shampoo. Is like, look at me. Yes, I am such a sugar daddy. And like, no, bitch, you're a Splenda daddy. Bring you the hotel. Oh, Splenda yeah. daddy. Look at my bounce. Been roasted. Full wealth of accumulated hand towels. All this can be yours. <laughs> First off, women steal from hotels more than guys do. I'm certain of that. <laughs> the final straw that was during our last meeting, we were at a coffee shop. They seem to really favor coffee dates, which is a massive red flag in itself. But I can, I digress. Yeah, too many freaking coffee dates. <laughs> All right. I, we didn't even get to that part. <laughs> you should have never been here. Sounds like they literally lived in a coffee shop. Anyway, I digress. So, so we were at a coffee shop and he says he wants to practice conditional grammar. So, you know, like, for example, what if is conditional grammar? What? And so oh, conditional me, grammar. So what if your but she said conditional grandma. I was like, what the fuck? And you didn't want the baby. <laughs> what? Abortion. That's my, that's Abort my answer. Abort it. Well, yeah, it's your decision, right? But Abort she it. said, I wouldn't be stupid enough to get pregnant by my boyfriend, which, okay, a fair response. Okay, so he says, okay, fine. But, but what if it were your husband? And I told him, if it were my husband, hopefully we'd planned it. And if not, we could discuss it. And he says, but what if you didn't want it and your husband did? I told him that at the end of the day, it's my body and I'll do what I want. And right there, in the middle of the coffee shop, he slammed his palm on the table and yelled, You are not getting an abortion! What? Yeah, somehow I feel like this is not about her. Uh, yeah, somehow I feel like this didn't happen. Trying to baby trap her. This is what, he is poking holes in the condom. Yeah. 
Or this is what happened with his ex-girlfriend. This might have been why she left because yeah. she was probably like, this guy's a psychopath. I'm aborting your baby and peace out. Which, queen. God. Yeah. Like, it sounds like he's projecting his issues. Yeah. No he's fake tra- girlfriend of mine's getting an abortion. An argument he, he wanted to have his ex-girlfriend with her. That's what, it, that's what it sounds like to me. That this is a continuation of an argument he didn't win last time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, after his outburst, everyone turned to look. I mean, I was so embarrassed and scared. I got out of there as soon as I could. I went home and Googled him, and his username popped up on all these BDSM websites. Yeah, okay. dirty dog. In Google Translate, and it was bad. What do you say? It's a hundred thousand million Fafillion red flag. I don't. <laughs> what is Fafillion? I never met with him again. But seven years later, I was selling a sofa online, um, and she was using only her first name. And probably based on her location, he guessed it was me and sent an email. I never responded, but was really shook. I hope he never got married or procreated. You and me both, sis. Fucking hell. What was that? Yeah, Fucking hell. I looked up for Fillion. It's nothing. It's a word they just made up. That just means, like, they don't, I guess they're not strong with numbers. So All over here holding our breath. Yeah. We're over here holding our breath in our breasts, close to our chests, <laughs> rocking back and forth. Cupping Killing my boobs me. in my hands in shock. Yeah. That's what I do to comfort myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Hoping this man never procreates. Gosh. How do you even begin a roast? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, the whole time with the whole, like, abortion thing, I was like, he's trying to baby trap her. It's, it, no, the moment he said, I want a biracial child, that was like, he's trying to baby trap her. Yes. And he was looking Dude's for a passport as well, so. I mean, the passport thing makes sense. Why do dudes baby trap women? That makes no sense. Seems like a fucking weird trap. Clearly trying to baby trap her. He's trying to make her baby trap her. child. It's going to be difficult for her to leave. Therefore, he can, I don't know, weasel his way to a more desirable passport. What a screw! Oh, my God. What a screw! That's her it's big, al- that's hard. her roast? That's her big roast. At the end of it, she goes, what a scrow. I did roast this guy because he sounds like crazy. Drinking out of my female dating strategy, scrote tears mug, by the way. Abusive. Yeah. <laughs> like, where it, feel, it feels too serious to make light of. Wait, wait, back up. So she said it's been seven years since I dated him. So he's 42 at least now, right? In his 40s, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we can roast him for being 40. He's a post-wall scrote probably. You're both all, or all three of you are almost 40. young women still. <laughs> mom still does his laundry and they're all just looking at him repulsed everyone in their their dishes on dudes like your mom still does your laundry i'd love if my mom still did my laundry but he's still got skid marks in his boxes as well they say that every time too skid marks and boxers he hasn't learned he hasn't learned that's the thing if they're not forced to clean up after themselves they don't learn how dirty they're being because you start to notice how dirty you are when you're forced to clean it so you just know this man is filthy yeah i feel bad for his poor mom like you know, but also at the same time, a little bit. It's partially her fault, though. She got that crazy ass man in her house. Yeah, a little bit suspicious of the mom for enabling the scrotum. So, do we not like the mom? Do we like the mom? I don't know what's going on here. But yeah. The coterie of scrotes. A scrotery. The coterie of scrotery. The scrotery. It's a scrotery. The scrotery is like the closet where you keep all the scrotes. It's the scrotery. Gosh, that's just, and the BDSM was just. Oh. Yeah, I want to know what BDSM. You bitches love BDSM. You were saying you're all into it like six episodes was he, ago. He was, into, was he a dom? He I mean, probably he must have been. I mean, of course, he must have been a dom. Like, yeah, yeah. The BDSM part is just like the maraschino cherry on top of the shit cake. Yeah, like I've yet to meet a guy who is like, like I feel like. um doms like men who are doms they're mostly losers in real life so i feel like it's almost like a manifestation of them feeling like a total loser and powerless and so they want to abuse a woman because it makes themselves feel like in control it's the same thing as people who play like world of warcraft and stuff because they don't have any control in their real life and so by or like minecraft or whatever by like yeah. having some control in this virtual world they make them feel better about themselves which i actually think is better than bdsm because at least you know with video games you're not 
yeah, these are fictional people. You're not actually hurting anyone. Whereas with BDSM, you're like, you're literally like physically abusing someone else. So yeah, but they want to be there, don't they? Isn't that the whole thing? That's a good point because whenever you hear BDSM being talked about in magazines, they always talk about like, oh, sometimes powerful people want to feel like they're not in control in BDSM, and so that's why they do this. But I'm like, what about all the not powerful people that do that so they can feel powerful against people that they can't? How come they never talk about that aspect of it? Right. It's right? a very one-sided presentation. Yeah, why is it always about a powerful person wanting to give up power and not like a... By the way, this I don't. I should tell the girls this. I should tweet at them. But their podcast way better on one and a loser. quarter speed. He wants to get more power. Yeah, like a power-hungry loser. And why, yeah, why do we privilege these already privileged people's wants other than like the fact that there's just as many, if not more, of these like completely powerless, disgusting scrubs who use this for abuse? Yeah. You know, they're not even reclaiming power. It's power they never had in the first place that they're trying to crawl back under the guise of being... Dumb. Yeah, basically all the BDSM stuff is just like a gateway drug for patriarchy. Like it's it's, what? Like, it's like sneaky. It's one of those like fuck does that mean? Chicks are way more into BDSM. That's not a thing guys are really into. Sneaky that ways that not as much. trying to come back. You know, it's like well now I can't like beat my wife. Oh, you worried about the patriarchy coming back? Uh, <laughs> hate to see how these chicks deal with this week's episode. Long live the king! In like a way where I'll get away with it as at least not as easily as before. And so now I'm going to do it because it's a sex game and it's a king or a BDSM. Well, it, it seems like, like Gail Dine said from the, the, the interview in the previous week is that it just seems like the Ivies again, like downloading their privileged values where from their perspective, they're always in power. So they always look at it from the perspective of someone who's already in power, who wants to feel that they're not in power and not understanding like the vast majority of people who that does not apply to. So yeah. once again, we're hearing the privileged side of the BDSM story. I was not expecting like a sociological analysis based on this roast of scrot. Yeah. Okay. So... Thank you Boring. Uh, for your roast to scrote. If any of our other listeners would like to submit their very own roast to scrote or Nasus or queen shit, please go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. And no, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail. I have way less patrons than the female dating strategy. We cannot allow this to stand. Submit your story to us. Sign up for one of our tiers. Let's start the show. Before we get started, I just want to. That make- wasn't the start. Make Good a brief God. announcement about the state of the pod. We've been getting tons of amazing feedback. Skip. Commit to posting. What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female What's up, queens? Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. And I'm Savannah. And this is Lilith. And today on our podcast, we have Elle Kamihira, a multi-genre film director and producer. She's here with us today to talk about Course of Okay, I finally figured it out. Ro's the Canadian one, Lilith is the other American one, Savannah's Prol, the... And her latest film, which is British. Jennifer 42. And oh, wait, I- they're doing a fucking... Oh, God, they're pr- pumping a, a movie? We made a true crime documentary about Jennifer Magnano, told from the perspective of her surviving children. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely love what love have we your done? content. And I'm um, looking forward to uh, sharing all I know. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. This might, I'm saying this right now. This might be a skipper. For Jennifer 42. And it just... What does this have to do with female dating strategies? Absolutely sent chills right down my spine and immediately thought, like, I need to have you on our podcast. Jennifer Magnano's story is, you know, for many women, it's like our worst nightmare. So, you know, could you tell us more about Jennifer Magnano and her and her story? So Jennifer 42 is about Jennifer Magnano and her three children struggle to escape the violence and control of their dad, Scott Magnano. (laughs) Where did uh, this come from? I found my way to the story is that I was researching. Oh, hell nah. And I came across an investigative homicide review done by Michelle Cruz, the then victim's advocate in Connecticut, state of Connecticut. And she had written this like no. extremely detailed, very no. damning report about skip. the homicide of Jennifer. I'm just going to skip forward just to see what you should carefully. But he makes it very, very clear that the reason why abusive men are abusive is 
but I think it is so important, at least how we stress in FDS to understand, like, no one to hold us, your friends, escape and cut off all contact oh. and charge. They like even in the actual podcast, one of the lines was like, I feel like Rapist Island is going to be politically difficult. Oh, <laughs> see, that would have been fun. And one of the things I've noticed online is guys becoming extremely defensive about talking about things as a male, you know, things like male violence. They say that the word. Okay, I'm going to skip past the interview to where the end of the. Where's that? You can also fix it. So it's like it's not wanting to be a victim. But abusers groom. They groom and they, they comply. And if you feel as interesting as a. As a, as a sparring partner for your abuse, as a person who is more likely to try to set boundaries. But sometimes, again, we, t- we talk about the, they never the talk failures about sex. of communication when it comes to working okay, with let's... abusive men. There's so much out there when it comes to women, uh, encouraging women to do so much emotional labor in their relationship. Oh, emotional labor. But I think it is so important, at least how we stress in FDS, to understand, like, no one to hold them and no one to fold them. Like, you have to walk away from this crap. It is not your That's good advice for everybody. Responsibility to keep having to reassert your boundaries and communicating what should be basic respect to grown men. Yeah, coercive men definitely do. And I've noticed this in my personal life, like really abusive men do seem specifically drawn to high power businesswoman types because they like the challenge of taking down like big game, so to speak. No, they'll even say like big game, you know, a moose as opposed to a deer or something like that. Who says that? What? You know? Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. Um, that uh, that it's a um, it, it's the men a, like it's to a take challenge and a game. powerful women it has that aspect to it, which is just um, chilling to to think about. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the I mean, it's chilling to think that they believe that. You said earlier, compliance testing. Oh boy, I'm going to start using that phrase so much more in FDS because, like, the, me- the menosphere they call it. I don't have the bingo testing. set up. That yet, perspecticide. Sorry. That's a new one on me, too. Perspecticide. Yeah, perspecticide and sh- um, compliance testing. Yeah. Because on, in, abusive men will say, like, oh, I was shit testing her. I was doing this and that. Like, they are specifically strategizing on how to be abusive, which tells you something. It tells you that they not only do they know what they're doing, but as a group, know what they're doing. And they strategize together. And so if, if that's the case, that should tip us off, us being women or on the other side of that, that, you know, we're targets. They're, right. they're doing it. You know, it's a purposeful thing. It's not, you know, it's not just like this one bad guy or bad behavior. It's much more structured than that. It's interesting. It's interesting you make that point, Al, because um, Lindy Bancroft and why does he do that? Um, he, he what do they fucking talk about her every down, episode? Um, the the different kinds of abusers and also why like men abuse, but he makes it very very clear that the reason why abusive men are abusive is because it gets them what they want, and that is like the crux of you know their attitude is that they know it will get them what they want and it's also why they are not abusive towards everyone in their life they don't treat their boss badly well you can't treat your boss badly know that the outcome will be unfavorable as well so in a way it's really really it's extremely dark the mentality of the abusive man because it's so so calculated in a way that i think few women um you know can comprehend and it's also why um just um, circling back to what Rose said about just communicate is so, so dangerous. I don't know if it's that calculated. They probably just saw their parents These do men it. know exactly what they're doing. They know that what they're doing is abusive. Um, Not necessarily. That might just, they might think that's just how it is because that's how their family was. But for them, um, the abuse is, you know, 
like it helps them you know, to get what they want. I, I'm nodding my head furiously. <laughs> <laughs> and the women is just it's just essentially collateral damage to what they want, essentially. That's how they see it. Absolutely. And uh, but the other side of that coin is they do it because they can. And we're not stopping them. And they enjoy it. I am of the belief, and this is much debated in, uh, you know, in the d- domestic violence field, but the only thing that stops an abuser is accountability and consequence. I don't believe in therapy. I don't believe in family solution. I least of all believe in restorative justice. 100%, yeah. These guys deserve zero compassion, zero chances. Just send them because away! The find online is people will say, like, oh, it was just a one-time thing. Like, they'll ha- try to have you believe, like, it's just an isolated incident. Not all guys are like that or whatever. I mean, that- uh, Or that he's secretly a good guy at heart. Well, they, they have this idea that everything can be fixed through community building or um, therapy or medication. And perhaps in some distant future, that might be the case. But right now, the goal is to get the abusers off the street. And when you say things like that, you start getting accused of being a quote unquote carceral feminist or that you think the criminal justice system can solve everything. But the problem is, like, we don't have a better alternative right now and we need to stop the bleeding right now. So I don't know any person who considers himself a feminist who thinks like the only solution is prison. But I feel like it's a little bit naive to just you know, pontificate in some far off distant future where we have uh, more peaceable solutions to guys like this and just not acknowledge that some people are just born with a few screws And if we don't have the medication to treat them, lock right them now, up. We just have to fi- figure out how to get them out of the population. So they stop abusing other people and then continuing these cycles of violence. Absolutely. Lock them up. And, you know, when you look at domestic violence, you will quickly see that it doesn't stay at home. Uh, there are so many other branches of crime breaking right now in the chat someone just says they found pictures of two of them i don't believe that but if you have please that share. is connected to domestic violence and that begin with domestic violence mass shootings or terrorism or other you know sort of like mass crimes in a large percentage of those cases there's domestic violence that kind of at the at the root of it i read that about uh, uh, rape as well that uh, guys, a lot of times who rape are also involved in a lot of other petty type street crimes. So it does seem like whoa, whoa, whoa! Rape is not a petty type street crime. Misogyny is a lot of, is a gateway drug. One hundred percent to so much other, so many other things. Yeah, and I also think yeah, I'm calling that, bullshit you know, on that. It it just like it's human nature. If we don't see consequences and we do can do things with impunity, we aren't going to fix ourselves. So like or fix fix the problem. We we. You know, they must see consequences for their behavior. Or you know what they need on this podcast? Some dudes, because it's boring. Just going to continue doing what they do to get what they want, like you said. Exactly. And they deserve to face consequences. Guess what? The victims of abusers face consequences every day for the rest of their life after they leave their abuser. They're suffering the consequences of that relationship. And so to try to go for some kind of restorative justice for some for a perpetrator like that is unjust to the victim. Well, it's also a gift to the abuser, you know, because it gives reentry. And gives access to... To more people to abuse, yeah. More people to abuse, but also to their victim. And it requires the victim to, you know, it burdens the victim with trying to, you know, to fix what is termed a relationship problem when there's not a relationship problem. There's a victim and a perpetrator. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting here, like, staring into the abyss, like, holy shit. Like, this is just... <laughs> changed my life. Anyways. <laughs> change your life! <laughs> but, um... Damn, too bad we yeah. skipped the whole thing. Uh... No, I just said I, I'm I'm super super encouraged by the changes that are taking place. Like, uh, I mean, you speaking or like your podcast is like a is just like a, a light in the darkness. And and um, okay, and I also think where are you, you going know, with this? Feminists all over are uh, you know starting to understand and strategize in a serious way. Course of control laws are on the books in Scotland, Wales, and the UK. 
and California and Hawaii, I think change is on the way for sure. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to look into this. This needs to get on the books in Canada. I don't think it is, but it, it needs to be a thing because uh, we need a version of something like Jennifer's Law here too. Yeah. I don't know how it is in the States, but in, in Canada, um, if a man is being abusive or like, you know, in a domestic violence case, they don't need the, you know, they don't need the, the victim to press charges. And so it's kind of a blessing and a curse because, um, you know, in the States, my understanding is like they need the victim to press charges and that puts them in danger because the abuser will come after them. Like, it's your fault that I'm having these legal problems. Right. And so and often like they'll. All right. So Aaron, our pal Aaron says, thinks he found a photo of one of them. I don't know which one that is, though. Which one is that, Aaron? Aaron seems to think that he's found a photo of one of them. The reason why they kill the a victim is so that they can't testify. And so in Canada, they kind of bypass that and say, you know, it doesn't matter if the victim presses charges or not, if the man is committing domestic violence, he's going to get charged. However, the problem with this is that it means you're also completely at the mercy of the RCMP. And as we all know, police are in on the game, right? And so they are not so incentivized to charge abusers unless it gets really, really bad and would be a PR nightmare for them to not charge them. It depends in the states. It's really state by state, county by county, because I know there are certain counties that have mandatory arrest. Um, and that's controversial as well. For yeah, it's fucking every episode of cops. Different reasons, but meaning if a, if a police show up for a domestic violence call, they uh, they have to uh, arrest someone because they were because there was a long history of them showing up to these domestic violence situations and basically ignoring it, and then these women getting murdered. So, but what I'm seeing with that is worse. Now abusers will then call the police, and then it's the victim who gets arrested in a lot of these cases. Yeah, so that yeah, that's the downside of the mandatory arrest stuff. So there's there it, yeah, it they just, both get arrested. The United States happens on cops all the time. <laughs> different I love America. Country most God bless <laughs> I America. Like, let me defend my country for once. Uh, no, it, but it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's, uh, every place has its own ethos, its own set of governing. System. Yeah. It's weird and bad. Okay. Your, your country is bad and you should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Country's the best. Shut up. Chick from Canada. <laughs> you know, not what you speak. <laughs> Yeah, it's not perfect. So we're the American experiment for the re for a reason. It's because we're always experimenting with crazy ass stuff. <laughs> yeah, other countries get to look at you and go like, "Ugh, like that's what not to do." Like <laughs> basically, and for literally the best country. Knows. Shut up. You're welcome for us being the example of what not to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the mandatory arrest uh, thing is is um, kind of a uh, a weird thing to think about because. Um, it actually originated in Connecticut as well, just down the road from where Jennifer lived. Um, Tracy Thurman was the was the woman who was getting the crap beaten out of her right in front of police, and they didn't do anything, and she was like paralyzed and brain damaged from this beating. The police suck sometimes. And uh, and she sued the police department and and won, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and so that's where mandatory arrest comes from. But like you said, it's resulted in. A dual arrest, so they arrest the victim along with the abuser, or sometimes the victim instead of the abuser. But I think what's really important to look at there is that unless you train police to look at women and men, that this is a male pattern crime, and that it's a gendered crime that very, very, very rarely is reversed, then that's the kind of the missing insight there, is that if you're a police and you go out to a, a domestic violence call, 99% of the time, it's going to be a woman victim and a male perpetrator. So, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, men are definitely not perpetrating 99% of domestic violence, but a man would be way less likely to call 
the police. So maybe that's so why true. Why are we? Why? Why? Why this insistence on seeing it as gender neutral? Yeah, it's a big disservice to to victims. Absolutely, and, and the, the I point- like my domestic violence like I like my bathrooms. Gender neutral. You made about you know police needing to be trained to recognize that this is a male problem. It needs to happen, but at the same time, I feel like because most police officers are male, uh, and men don't like to see themselves as the bad guy. So I find one of the things I've noticed online is guys becoming extremely defensive about talking about things as a male, you know, things like male violence. They say that the word male violence is sexist against men, right? So, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I, there's, I, yeah, I know there's a lot to unpack there, but. There is, um, so this is sort of sort of uh, a side note, but related. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about um, this country, and I don't want to say the country because I can't remember the exact name. I don't want to say it wrong. But That's... basically, um, for domestic violence crimes, it's handled by the elder women of the community that essentially, rather than getting the police involved, like all your aunties and grandmas, like roll up with like shoes and stuff, <laughs> handle the problem. Yeah, I like, agree with so that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> they have more of a community. Pol- That's the photo put up by Aaron. You guys use your imagination. I don't know which one that's supposed to be. My guess is that would be the American one. That would be Lilith. That's Lilith, I think. If that is one, who knows? Policing mindset and that kind of that at least helps. I don't, you know, it's not a perfect system, obviously, but it's uh, it kind of helps to separate um, the police from having the responsibility to take care of domestic violence crimes when it's uh, so often gendered and so often women are the victims. So that's a country that at least acknowledged that okay, women are disproportionately the victims of this type of crime. Let's have a you know, a, a governing force of women to come in and handle these specific types of incidents. Hear me out. Woman only police department. It's only women. So there's, there's other wrong. ways to do this. We Can't just go don't wrong. do that in our country. And the, the cops are asked to do a lot that they are just not qualified or equipped to do. <laughs> like, or nor do they have the desire. Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely true. And that's a huge part of the, part of the problem. But I mean, you know, uh, like in places like in Spain, they have a special specialized court for violence against women and domestic violence, where the the court system only handle violence against women and domestic violence. So everyone from judges to uh, lawyers to advocates, uh, etc., are educated in the dynamics of domestic violence. And so that's where you go if you're a victim of domestic violence. And it is for, you know, it, obviously it's acknowledged that, you know, men are the abusers and women are the victims. And so it's a, you know, it's a, a, a women's court that's specialized in that. Uh, so that's a solution. That's a model. What are some other solutions? Let's brainstorm while we're on the, on the topic other than throwing them in jail, which is my favorite just solution. Just killing every yeah. man. <laughs> Chemical castration. My, my other favorite solution is just putting all the rapists and all the murderers on an island and they can just duke it out. Kill, kill and rape each other and leave the women alone, you know? So, um, but what are some, what are some realistic yeah, We're almost done with this episode. I feel like Rapist Island is going to be politically difficult. But like, <laughs> <laughs> rapist Island difficult to pass politically, yeah. Well, unless they, unless they can make it into a compelling, uh, da- compelling reality TV show, then I feel like they'll... Yeah, like make it like Jurassic Park or something. Then, well, then... then Boom! Roasted! Uh, then you can justify anything. Because you, have you seen like Naked and Afraid in these other TV shows where they just literally <laughs> drop naked people off in the middle of the jungle? I feel like if you can make a compelling TV, we might be able to get away with Rapist Island, but... <laughs> As a legal proceeding, maybe not. <laughs> For those of you that didn't see the photo. Uh, yeah, and also, are the rapists going to be compelling on television? I don't know. I feel like a, a reality TV show, <laughs> Rapist Island. <laughs> I don't know why. I want to see a TV show called Rapist Island. Do you want to see a TV <laughs> oh show God, called Rapist know? Island? Um, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm just imagining like a Survivor-style competition where they do like games and stuff. Sorry. This is a serious topic. I shouldn't be laughing. But anyways. It's <laughs> fucked up. Okay. 
Um, anyways, uh, but I wanted to ask, uh, like, what's, what is the release date for Jennifer 42? Because it hasn't been released yet, right? No, we're still in production. In fact, you know, we're, we are looking for a, a co-production partnership for the animation production of it. Right oh, now. so you don't even have a thing? It's just an idea? So I'm meeting, having all kinds of meetings with animation studios to put it into animation production. So that's where we, that's where we are at. We got knocked sideways by the pandemic. Uh, we oh. had a lot of things uh, kind of lined up that didn't uh, we all that just uh, was canceled didn't on us. we so all we're, you know we're struggling to to regain the momentum we lo- we lost and it's starting to look better again but we're we're still that's where we are and and how does like how's how are you getting funding for this like is it just by donation or you know because animating is expensive right so yeah, it is expensive. So we've we've survived on grants in the U.S. You know, documentary. All right, this episode's over. I've had enough of that. I don't need to hear about her inside of her getting her fucking animation pitched or whatever, or how she's ever going to get it done. Is it done? Let's see. Jennifer, forty-two, animated. Did they make it? Did they get them done? And doesn't look like it. Still in production. All right. Well, they tried. Good for them. That was episode 15 of the Female Dating Strategy. For people who are just joining us, don't worry. You didn't miss much. We skipped most of the episode because they these broads constantly baiting and switching us. They say, here's going to be the episode. And then they go, oh, Here's uh, some woman who's making an animated movie. We're just going to interview her for 45 minutes. So uh, that's it. That's it. That's uh, That was episode 15. On to episode 16. Now, again, is this going to... You see the title and you go, sounds like this is going to be dating strategy. It's called Walk Dates Are For Dogs. Featuring viral TikTok star Coco Butte. The FDS podcast episode 16. Throw me a like. We got 58 likes. If we get uh, some more likes, I'll give away a channel membership. That was episode 15. Now on to episode 16. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this Sunday night. Female dating strategy. Before we get started, I just want to make a brief announcement about the pod. We've been getting tons of amazing feedback And as a reward to our patrons for helping achieve this target, we will commit to posting more bonus content. So if you like FDS and you want us to grow and you want us to make more... I do not accept a coffee or... ...to help us to get to where we are now, and I'm sure this is a sign of even greater things to come. Thank you. I can't give people... By the way, so what's the deal with Aaron? Are we deciding that Aaron found a picture of one of them? I don't know. I, I can't uh, I can't tell if, if that's for sure her. My guess would be that that would be, um, again, the American one. That's Lilith. Uh, so anyways, good. If, if, we, if we say that Aaron found one of them, good, good on you, Aaron. I can't give him a membership, though. They don't. Uh, YouTube does not allow it to operate that way, unfortunately. First of all, I'm not a dog that needs to be walked. Second, I have an espresso machine at home. Works fabulous. We're not doing drinks either. You're going to try to get me drunk and take me back home. No. We are doing dinner. You're going to pick me up. We're going to come to the restaurant. We're going to see your table manners. We're going to see what you order. We're going to see do you hold Whoa. your chopsticks correctly. We're just going to, you know, study you a bit. Okay? So dinner. What if it's not an Asian restaurant? It is. What's up, queens? Welcome to the What's up, queens? Strategy, the meanest female-only pod on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. Is it me or this is one way quieter? Oh, this is way quieter. This is Lilith. And today we have a very special guest. 
You know her as at Coco Butte on Instagram, aka Cornelia. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Shout out, Henry, for joining the squad. So we just played that infamous viral TikTok where you told everybody exactly what your dating standards were and why. So first of all, I want to say queen shit because that's that's pretty much (laughs) our Yeah, we don't do walk dates or coffee dates either. That's pretty much the entire ethos of female dating strategy. And we get dragged to high hell. But like, I feel like you perfectly outline. I think girls like coffee dates. It's like a pretty low stakes thing. These chicks just want free meals. Why? Especially that Savannah. We don't do coffee and walk dates. Yeah, I mean, people... This is a little more up fucking female dating strategies, Allie. These should be what the episodes Nowadays, are. Nowadays, just want to be... I call them serial daters, and I understand when you want to meet as many women as you possibly can, you want to do the minimal investment, and that is a coffee and a walk date. So, like, if you want a minimal investment, you're going to get minimal reward. And this is not about financial stuff. Like, you can... Uh, plan, that's not you know, true. I know lots of people who have gone on coffee dates before and met up. I was roasted stuff. all over the place because I said... Uh, because the people are saying, oh, you just want a guy to pay for your meal. It's not about that. It's about a guy spending actual But it's not not about that. Time with you, getting ready. You know, this is an, for me, dating is like, a, it's an experience. So if you go for a walk, it's like, I mean, yes, down the line, when we get to know each other, we're comfortable. I'm totally down for walks with my boyfriend, but I'm not down for a walk with a stranger. So like, what am I going to do? Just walk. I mean, it's just very confusing to me that men even think that this is acceptable. Yeah. So what's your background? Where are you from? So originally I'm from Croatia. Yeah, I'm from Croatia. I'm born and raised. I moved to the States when I was 22 on my own. My whole family is still in Croatia. I go to visit with, as much as I can. But since COVID, like I was here for a little bit. Uh, I was living in New York for about six, seven years. And now I moved to Miami beginning of January. Um, my- Has this chick been on Fresh and Fit? I feel like everything she's describing. She's my background, been on Fresh I'm, I'm actually a journalist, but my whole life I was... Uh, in the beauty slash fashion world and i'm also a makeup artist and i work with a lot of brands and their content and strategies and you know consulting them but recently i kind of dabbled into this dating videos because it just happened very organically because i was i started posting i wanted to by the way i just searched and yeah she has been on fresh and fit uh may 26th she was on fresh and fish i just started my tiktok in january and i wanted to do a TikTok for a very long time. And people were just asking me, actually, I was asking my friends, do you have any, like, what should I do on TikTok? They're like, well, just do makeup. I'm like, I'm bored of makeup. And not I'm bored in a sense that I obviously love makeup. That's what I do. But, you know, I didn't want to do just another makeup tutorial or even though my followers always ask me how I do my makeup. And I am always still doing those videos. But I feel like with COVID, people just wanted to get like somebody to talk to or get a fresh perspective on things. And I didn't want to just, you know, be another girl. See, this is a weird one, too, because this chick is who's talking is objectively pretty hot. So for her to say, hey, I demand to be taken out on a nice dinner. I don't want to go on a walk. Date. Yeah, go look at what this girl looks like. Nobody's trying to fucking take her out on a date for a walk, for a coffee. But the three hosts of the show are getting a lot of walking dates, if you know what I mean. doing uh, makeup tutorials. So that's kind of how I started the whole thing basically a few months ago and i feel like it's getting some traction <laughs> wow so you came in with a bang yeah so like <laughs> i mean like one of your first tiktoks went viral that's kind of crazy that's such a power move i love it <laughs> <laughs> i was always that girl in the friend group who's very blunt and honest and like i don't sugarcoat anything and some people love me for that some people don't like uh whether you are a man or a woman it's called being a bitch like me because they just can't handle it and that's fine like i understand not everything is for everybody but i'm not here to please the masses i mean i'm here to say my like to share what i think and what i feel and if you're okay with that fine if not i mean it's too bad so yeah that's kind of 
I was always that, that, that the friend who's like helping. <laughs> yeah, I was always helping everyone. So, so if you now live in like three major cities, so what's the dating culture like in Croatia versus New York versus Miami? Okay, first off, this chick is not a good indicator of what anything is like because she's super hot. This is this female dating strategy podcast is not for women who look like this. For her to say, "Oh yeah, be a huge bitch and have all these demands," that works if you're this attractive. This is not good advice if you are not attractive like her. I left Croatia when I was 22, so I feel like I can't be a fair judge of dating life there because I was I was too young back then. I mean, I, I was obviously I had you know I was seeing I had a boyfriend or whatever I don't even remember, but in Croatia. But that's actually where all of this is coming from. Now, when I think about it, in Croatia, women never take their wallet out. And this is not about, you know, people are, uh, they're just stuck on this financial aspect of what I'm saying. But this is not, this is nothing to do with just like financial stuff. But that is one of the things like in, in Croatia, men do pick you up. They do take you out. They, they bring you back home. Like, I mean, to your own home, not to their home, if you don't want to do that. But it's like they are treating you as a woman, like they are gentlemen. So when I moved to New York, luckily I... I feel like dating, when it comes to dating in New York versus Miami, in New York, people are more focused on their job. And if you have a date with someone, it's going to be maybe once a week or whatever. Like, like this chick has photos of her pouring champagne on a private jet. And she's trying to give the girls a fucking female dating strategy advice. They're most Come more on. focused on their careers. And in Miami, there's people are more laid back here. So they always want to do something. They always want to hang out. There's always an event. There's always a boat. There's always a party. But these guys are dating, not dating. They're like, everything's very casual. But in New York, everything was more like work driven. So it's it's very opposite. The dating life is way different for me, at least. I mean, in New York and Miami. But also, I was I had a long relationship in New York for like four years. So I didn't. I mean, I was dating for like two years, I guess. So those two years, I just noticed that men are more focused on their work, and they are gonna hook up with someone if they just wanna, you know, they're not really looking for a relationship there. But in Miami, they're not looking for they're not looking for a relationship, but they're more open to hang out with you more often. If that makes sense. Fuck does that mean? What does that even? What did she just say? Like, what did she just say? So what? In New York, they're down to hang out with you less, and you can hang out with them more in Miami. But either way, they don't want to be your boyfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've I've spent some what? time in New York, and yeah, everyone's everyone there is like so focused on the grind all the time, right? And so like women just become like accessories to their life <laughs> almost rather than like a relationship. It's almost like they want a woman for like a certain status, but like don't actually want to interact with her in the same way. Yeah, is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, I agree. So I, uh, we, our nickname over on Reddit is called Free Dinner Strategy. <laughs> FDS. That's funny. <laughs> because, of like, because of the fact that like we said almost verbatim what you said, which is like it is about, uh, it is about men like making an afternoon or an evening pleasant for you, showcasing their manners, show, you know, showing their taste as well. Because the other thing, too, is like you can tell a lot about a guy based on the venues he picks. And if he just picks like a walk date, then like the only thing you know about him is he's cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's probably plating other women. If we're, if I'm being honest, like plating other women, guys who go for coffee dates, walk dates, that kind of stuff. It's uh, they're casting a wide net. Yeah. I call them serial daters because they don't want to, I mean, anybody who respects their time, they're not, they're not going to be meeting up with all these men or women during the day and just like what, walk around the whole day. I mean, it's it's just I don't know minimal effort, minimal investment equals minimal return. So I just feel like that it's never gonna work. And as you mentioned, it shows more about his taste and his style. I mean, so there like, is an element too where like if you're in New York, like going on a date with a girl and you're buying everything, it's gonna be two hundred dollars, like minimum. I don't know. Not everybody has. That and kind I of said money. in my video, I'm gonna study you a bit. 
obviously this whole video was dramatic for a reason because it's the internet and you have to be dramatic but um i will study you in a sense like i'm gonna see how you treat the staff i'm gonna see if if you're gonna be spending more time with that person like you need to see their if you're dating somebody for real, like you split three, you, you share three meals a day together. So like you need to see how they are acting in a certain environment. So like if you have a guy who, you know, those small things that start bothering you after a while when you're dating someone, like maybe he is chewing on his spoon, maybe he is eating with his hands, maybe he gets all dirty, you know, like some things that are annoying you down the line. I want to see them in the very beginning. I want to see yeah. how like my life with that person. You're not gonna though. That's the whole point is the guys and women. They hide these things as long as they possibly can until they reach a level of comfort where they stop thinking about this stuff and then the true selves shine through. It would be if we potentially become something. So and that's just like I'm just looking as a dinner date as like a little intro in what our life could be if this potentially comes into something bigger. That, that's so true because you also see how he interacts with people versus a walk date when you're just talking to each other. You may not see how he interacts with people, but how he interacts with Wayne. I mean, you're a person. Super important. We just we just had a roast discord a few weeks ago. Didn't like the one of the guys like yell at the Wade stuff? Yeah. So we yeah. so we did this thing called Rose Discord where we like where uh, women send in like their worst dating stories and then we read it out loud. And one of them was just like a guy who They're first of all he took, her, oh, he took her on a walk date, first of all, right? Like he walked her around okay. See? Yeah, red flag. <laughs> that guy was a major scrub. So he's like, meet me at the W Hotel. And then he, t- he like walks her from the W Hotel to like the beach and then back to his apartment. And then like back. Finally, she's like, I'm starving. and I need to eat something. So then he like throws an attitude and like takes her to a restaurant and is rude the whole time. And then tries to go have these. Like oh, no. says like basically she's got to pay. Oh, no. On a first date? On a first date. It's really embarrassing. They went to like four locations and only one of them was paid. And if we're going to be talking about the financials, um, because I always make this argument when people want to say that women should go half. That men love to say... Savannah sounds like she's in a fucking cave. They're visual creatures, but... Is this the t- 16th episode of your podcast? A lot of them don't understand or seem to care that looking good costs money. So I'll use myself as an example. If I go on a date, let's say I'll get my hair done. That can be about $90. Possibly my nails, that's another $40. And then a dress and then makeup. So before I've even seen the guy, I could have already spent a lot of money. So for, them, for me to then go to the date and be like, you're paying half when you know, most men don't really make much of an effort in their appearance, it's just, it's just insulting. Ultimately, yeah, guys, they're... this is the way to combat. Anytime a woman has this kind of attitude with her, all you got to do is just go buy a nice watch. Own a nice watch because that thing will pay with this kind of thing will pay for itself forever. Because you be like, this watch is two thousand dollars. You only paid a hundred bucks to look like this. It's two G's right here, lady. Just take a shower and that's it. They put on some clothes. And that's if they even shower as well, because a lot of them, because <laughs> a lot of them don't. So before I've even seen him, I've already spent a lot of money to look good. And men do benefit from being seen. Yeah, but also the reason you have to spend that much money to look good is because you don't actually look good. You don't look good. So then you have to do all this stuff. You got to soup up your face and your head. And you put all the sprays on. You have to do that because otherwise you have no chance. So whose fault's that? In the company of a well put together woman, they do. Like it makes them feel good and it increases their own, you know, boosts their ego and increases their social standing. So why should I pay half when you know you're reaping the benefits of my company as well? I don't want to talk too much shit about Savannah, but I don't know how many guys' social standing she's increasing. Oh. And don't, don't let's not forget the time you put in getting yourself ready. Like when you go get your nails done, it's two hours. When you do your hair, it's another hour. Like we, we're... yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just it isn't even the same in terms of. So don't then nobody's forcing you to do this investment before the day. It's just not the same. 
Like if a guy was to invite me on a walk date, that's minimal investment. I'm going to put minimal investment too. I'm showing up in sweatpants and like a dirty t-shirt or something. Then we're, then we're equal. Yeah, and then he's going to judge you. Right, exactly. And then he's going to judge me, right? But because I respect myself too much to go in public looking like that, I just would never do that. Therefore, I would never accept a walk date. That's that's my reasoning. Yeah. And then it like assumes you have nothing else going on that day either. I just, I don't know. We just hate the concept of a, a walk date. <laughs> yeah, there's no free food. That's about it. Like, it's, just, it's just so casual. Like there's no... You know, there's no thought, there's no planning. Like, there are some men who will literally say, let's have a walk day, and he's walking to work. Like, you're walking there anyway. How is that, that is, guys, that is a real, real time, time management strategy right there is uh, <laughs> get a girl to agree to just walk with you to work as How the special? first day. Why should I join you? Yeah, that's what, yeah. I feel that they are acting as if they're just filling, uh, like, a half an hour spot they have that day, and they inviting, they're inviting you to, like, fill the gap. And as I always say, like, I'm not a stop along the way. I'm a destination. It's because I want you to put effort and plan to meet me. Like, I'm not just meeting. And that's that's also uh, something that I replied on after my video. Like, I'm, I don't meet date. I don't meet guys online. I don't do blind dates. I If I would go on a date with someone, I already met them in real life in some way, maybe through mutual friends, maybe since I live in Miami, everything is open, maybe at a party, this and that. So people were saying, oh, we're using this walk coffee date as, uh, um, how would they call it? We're using this just to see if there's a vibe. But what I was saying, like, I don't even need to check if there's a vibe because the only way I'm going to meet up with you if I already have any interest in you because I wasn't, like, actively looking. Again, this chick is speaking from a, and I hate to say it, place of privilege. She, I don't, like, actually mean it, but, like, here, yeah, she's hot. She does not have to do this stuff because she's attractive. So she doesn't have to deal with this shit. But a lot of women are not attractive like her and do. For a date. I wasn't like desperate to find a man. So like, let me go on a date with every guy who invites me. Like, I, I really want to see that this person really wants to spend time with me and he's going to make some plans to do so. So coffee and walk days are always going to be a no in my book. Yeah. So how we do it for like people who do use dating apps is like we suggest they do a Skype date. The high pressure sales stuff they would try to Nightmare. do on like a restaurant date. They're still going to try to do it on a coffee or walk date. And if you're just trying to see that this guy actually looks like his pictures, it's better to not be in a situation or even around him in the first place. So we always do FaceTime, do Skype talk to him on the phone obviously like do a step up to that so then like you're not wasting your time either because like sometimes you have to drive to these coffee and walk dates too that's the other thing gas money yeah <laughs> or if it's cold oh, if you're... i hate to f see when they find out what the cost of gas gets to you're in a city where it gets really cold i'm thinking like why do i need to like get bundled up so i can drive across town to have coffee with some random dude no i'm gonna do it from the comfort of my own home i'm gonna talk to him through the skype make sure he looks like his pictures get like a general vibe from there and then after that uh the, the handbook we just basically say give him the opportunity to take you on a date, like suggest something. Maybe if you, you can drop hints or whatever, but specifically that you like, but like after that, it's on him to really like create the evening for you. Yeah, I agree. I also have made a video about, you know, doing like a FaceTime or whatever phone call to see if there's a vibe at all. Because I mean, if, if you're working, you have things to do, you want to see your friends, you want to chill at home on, on your own, even like, I'm not going to waste my time to try to meet up with all these random men who are just like hitting you up based on your look. Yeah, it's a weeding strategy. I, I can't help but feel sometimes like the people that are really, really used to low effort, like maybe they don't live in a place that's as populated. And so like, it's more of an event to leave your house to go get coffee or something. Maybe. Like, if you live in a major city or you like, let's just say your inbox and your DM box is like full all the time. You have to weed people out. And that is one of the best ways to weed people out. Yeah, obviously. Just say no to low effort dates. Yeah. And you know, also what I think if you, if you, again, this is so basic and obvious, but yes, if you are the type of woman who's so in demand, who has 500 guys messaging her, obviously you're going to go for the best guys with, who are offering the best stuff. Yeah. A guy who, two guys who are completely equal. One guy goes, Hey, you want to go for a, a walk and then maybe stop by Dunkin' Donuts or this other guy goes like, Hey, you want to go to this trendy upscale dinner? 
If you only have one spot, it's clear you're going to pick the guy with the nicer thing if they're the same. Start your date. Like say you start your dating with this person very in a low effort manner. That's how it's going to be down the line. Like he, he's he's just going to feel, oh, she's just so chill. We can just watch TV. We can do this. And then five years in, you're going to complain about him not taking you out. He's never trying to do anything special for you. And then you're going to be like, well, uh, maybe I should have done this differently. And you know, I have a lot of these girls who are replying to. Till this day, you're not going to believe this. They're still commenting on the video every day as they're still commenting on the TikTok video and still saying the same things they're saying before. But I'm like, if this, it's like, I don't want to say it's how you train them in the beginning. That's how it's going to be. But it is, that's how it is. Yeah. The way you start is how it's going to be. Like, it's never going to get better than that. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah, we see we see so many stories on on subreddits on on Reddit. I'm not sure if you're active on the site itself, but there's so many stories of you know what you've just described. You know, women. I think it was like Mother's Day in the US a few weeks ago. It was just basically full of stories from women who said, "My husband didn't do anything. Um, he never remembers my birthday. He never remembers anniversary. I got nothing again this year." And it's like this is. Oh what- come on, those are the worst. I mean, again, if you're due, you get nothing every year for anything. Walking into if they don't demand better from the beginning, like he's not gonna, you know, like you said just have an epiphany one day and start putting in effort like you need to set the standard from the beginning okay so you post this tiktok so we we got all the background out of the way you post this tiktok what was your reaction when you first went viral i was first and first i was honestly shocked because people started to call me materialistic and i in the video i didn't one of her photos is of her on a private jet. say anything about who's paying for dinner where are we going and I was literally in shock that people called me materialistic because I said I want a dinner date. And for me, I'm still, I mean, obviously I'm a modern woman and all that, but I'm still traditional in a sense that dinner is the basics of dating. Like when you look at any old movie or anything, like if you speak to your parents, yeah, obviously you went for dinner. So for me, it was just shocking to see how low the bar is. And not just from men, because I'm used to men just, you know, again, women are part of women, but part of the reason why they got lower is because of women wanting to be equal. Women who are saying, yeah, this is too much. I, I'm totally fine with a coffee or a walk. So honestly, I was, I was shocked. But then when, you know, when the video started blowing up and more people were commenting on it and stuff, I, I, I see their perspective, but I don't agree with it because they, their bars are so low. And also TikTok is full of younger generations. I mean, I'm 30. So when I was 17, I was fine with low effort dates because I didn't know any better. But the reason why I'm still doing what I'm doing and posting all these dating videos is because I want these girls to see that they shouldn't accept, you know, oh, let's Netflix and chill. No, we're not. You know, we're <laughs> just do something for me. And then I'm going to give something back to you. I know. Gen Z is going out sad a little bit because I, I was hearing <laughs> about car dates. Car dates is a new thing for me. Car dates? Like, so you just get in someone's car that you don't know and drive around. <laughs> That's insane. Car dates is an insane thing That's to weird. me. That sounds like a gift for serious <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that seems like, oh, yeah, that seems a little too old school as car dates. 100%. That was like and Ted Bundy's M.O. They're all, they're all the way down from walk dates and coffee dates to car dates. Like, don't even get out of the car. <laughs> or Do you remember, like, field dates or what was it, what? the other one? It was, like, dumpster behind a hotel date or something. Like, what the fuck? Dumpster behind a hotel date? Like, again, if you're a woman and you're agreeing to that, then who are you complaining to? You agreed to it. That's insane. That one? Oh, God. What is that from? Do you remember that one where, like, they're driving to a hotel and he didn't want to pay for a hotel, and so he hooked up with her like behind a dumpster or whatever? And because he like he played it off like, oh, I'm just like so excited to be with you, but he lived with his mom, and then after having sex with her, he just like dropped her off at her place, and she was like, I felt very used and violated from that, and like we roasted that on. That's this was a long time ago, but 
on FDS, but I remember that one a lot. Anyway, that seems like a bit much, yeah. And there was also the laundromat date as well, where he was oh, on yeah. going, he was going, this guy was like going, I think he blew her off for a date, said he was busy, but then she sort of, I think he said, oh, I'm going to do my washing at the laundromat, or like, or the laundrette, as you, as you, laundrette? Yeah, and she was, oh, can I come? And I was like, yeah. So she was like, we had this wonderful date at the laundromat. <laughs> and they folded his laundry for him. Oh my God, so romantic. <laughs> These women are out here doing like free domestic labor for two ninety nine coffees. <laughs> Not even that. She, she didn't even get a coffee. She was just like, I just stood there whilst he was watching his watching. She was just folding for him. <laughs> just folding. she got out of it. Yeah, I don't understand the women who are like, I want to prove I'm wifey material by like... To a stranger at that. To a stranger. Like, how funny... Hey, I mean, some guys value that, that shit. Like, sis, you're better than that. You deserve better than that. Like, hold yourself in higher regard than that. God. So I think, God! I think part of why this happens, and this is why, big reason why I wanted to have you on, is because... There's this lie in our culture that women are free to do whatever they want um, or have whatever standards they want to have in their relationships. You know why? Because the minute a woman picks a standard that other people personally feel is too high, the entire media and world comes down on her. And so it's like it's surprising but not surprising that your video went viral because so often like we've tracked this on the on the subreddit is like if you express a standard that honestly should be basic treatment, everybody, including like people who are supposed to be feminists start to attack you as if the things that you're asking for are unreasonable versus like if you were to say something like, oh, I don't mind a laundromat date. No one goes like, oh, your standards are too low, except for us, obviously. But By the way, come on, people, let's get 24 more likes and I'll give away a channel membership. Places, if you say like, oh, I want to be taken here on my first date, then everybody attacks you. And so I think girls get afraid. That is, if you have a specific restaurant, if you go, I want to be taken to this specific place. Yeah, that is a bit much. If you want to say, hey, I want to go out and... The guy's like, what do you like? You're like, oh, I don't like sushi. And you go, okay, cool. I'll pick something. That's a little more reasonable. You pick the place. To express a standard because they don't want to be attacked. So we tr- we're trying to fight against that right now. Yeah. And I feel when it comes to people calling me high maintenance, I don't take that as an offense at all. I actually think it's a compliment because who wants to be called low maintenance? Lots of people. I mean, um, would you like somebody tells you, oh, you're such a low maintenance girl. I mean, that that's just weird. They don't say it because you are low maintenance. They don't need to reference it. It's high maintenance is a negative thing. And they say it to you like when you get a car and you go, oh, this fucking thing's high maintenance. If it's low maintenance, you don't you don't refer to the the amount of maintenance unless it's so low maintenance. You go, this is crazy. I don't have to maintain this thing ever. It's the best. That's a neg. That's an insult. That is. But for some girls, that was actually sort of like um it was almost like an i'm not like other girls sort of thing i'm low maintenance like i'm okay with if i'm you, so down to earth yeah i'm so down to earth i'm okay if we go half seas i'm okay if we split the bill i'm okay to do to do 50 50 everything in life like for some i think it's more people of my generation i was like you know i was born in 96 yeah you can be a writer guys you can be a what did she just say what? If I'm you, so down to earth. Yeah. I'm so down to earth. I'm okay if we go half seas. I'm okay if we split the bill. I'm okay to, to do 50 50 everything in life. Like, for some, I think it's more people of my generation. I was nine, you know, I was born in 96. Yeah, you can be a rap- Did she just say she was born in 1996? I thought she was 40. Born in 96. That could be a lot. guys, you can be a cool girl, but they still. All right. So at least we know now that Savannah, assuming she's not lying, is 26 years old. Did she say 96, maybe 86? They treat you like a woman. And you know, when there's a lot of people commenting on the video saying, oh, what about equality, blah, blah. I mean, if you pay <laughs> if you pay a dinner, uh, if you pay for somebody's dinner on the first date or whatever day, like this is not going to resolve uh, the issues of equality. I mean, women still carry children. Men cannot do that. We're obviously not equal. Men still get paid more. I mean, what is what are we even talking about equality? I mean, this has nothing to do with equality. This is just men being cheap and they're trying to cover it with equality. 
I mean, it has nothing to do with that. And also the, day, the dinner date I mentioned, like it's not a five-star Michelin. It's like, if you can't afford to take a girl on a $100, $200 date, I mean, dude, get another job or like work harder. It's just so weird. And how are you going to support your family one day, you know, when your wife is going to be pregnant and she can't work or she's going to be, you know, it's, they're just trying to cover the lack of effort by name calling me or whatever. But thank God that I have thick skin and I don't care about what anything of any of these men or women who don't agree with me say, because I'm not going to lower my standards for anyone. And that's what I said in my other videos. If you can't rise up to my standards, that's fine. It means that I'm not the woman for you. So you can find somebody who's going to be okay with this low effort stuff because like you need to date in your own category. If I may say that, like you can't expect a woman to look like what we just talked about, you know, get her nails done, hair, makeup, uh, clothes like you and then you expect her to do 50 50 stuff that's just not how the world works i, think I mean but again so what so if a guy wears nice clothes like is there a tally where a guy goes yeah well you know this shirt is cost how much how much was your nails well this shirt was pretty expensive so looks like we're, like it's a crazy idea like i understand what they're saying we call them pick or pick uh start to feel really convicted or they feel bad when they see other women have standards that they don't have the courage to have and rather than like celebrating that and thinking of that as like an aspirational thing, they'd rather just like tear it down. And the men, obviously, like for all the reasons you just discussed, like they just obviously they want to keep the bar as low as possible. They don't want women getting any ideas. But I, when you see the attack from women, a lot of times it's like insecurity on their part. Um, the surprising part has always been for me, though, is from like older feminists, like especially people like. Well, we're going to talk about the Young Turks video, for example, and like Anna Kasparian is one of the people there. But like from someone from women who are out of the dating game or women who have were in the dating game but are like older, I don't understand why they're always trying to like police women's standards. Like the weird thing about that, I mean, it's not weird. It's actually very predictable. Um, is that men love women who attack other women, and so when yeah, a woman we do is being like, oh my gosh, like especially standards if they're all are so oiled up, and like I look at me, I have low standards. I'm such a cool girl. That men praise them for it, right? And so there, there actually is an incentive for a lot of women to just throw other women under the bus like that because they get um, praised by other men. Um, and so I think the good, a gr good rule of thumb is if you're posting something online or saying something online and a ton of men are praising you, uh, you probably said something stupid and you should delete it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that, Lily. <laughs> if, if men are angry at something you said, and that's the thing, that's how I know that what I post online is right because men get so angry about it, okay? <laughs> like if men were agreeing with me, that's when I'd be worried, okay? <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's a lot of a lot of my guy friends who message me saying, Coco, stop sharing all the secrets. I'm not going to get any girls after all of this, what you're saying. Good. This what secrets? My... What secrets? Take girls out for a $200 date? One of my guy friends told me, it's like, I was texting with this girl and she was about to send me a nude. And then she remembered that you said that men share it with their friends. And that's yeah. like very serious. Wait, women like, don't know that? I think it's kind of understood that whenever nudes get sent from anybody, it's getting shared. Oh, you're ruining my dating game. I'm like, well, dude, then don't be a fuckboy. <laughs> I don't be girl. a fuckboy. I learned that from like, I'm Come on, 12 more likes. that I kind of, I didn't, I wasn't, really, I was never in the nude texting thing, but I learned that from working, I had a job where I was working at a bar and every single guy every week, like from the bartenders to the bouncers to everyone else would come through and like would be sharing their nudes on Friday, Saturday. So I learned fairly early on that men yeah. do that. And I was like, I'm never sending this, sending Women do that too. These guys, anything. Cause I saw so many like titties. I, I just knew never to do it. I didn't even, you just have to think of it as a given that if you send guys nudes, they are going to share it. It's like, you know, it's like trading cards. And if they don't share it, they just keep it forever. Like they hang on to it. Even like a trophy. Even after you stop talking, they just hang on to it. And it's so weird. I mean, I had what do you mean? You think you're just going to delete them? Picture of me when I was naked. Like, cause we, um, like we'd hooked up and he took a picture of me like sleeping um, and I guess shared it with his up. friends to be like, oh, look at this girl I just hooked up with. And so I've always been very careful not to <laughs> That's weird, send yeah. news. That weird but men will do. try to violate your 
will, men will try to violate you with pictures of your nudity, right? Like, um, so that's something I always advise women to be, to be careful of. Like, don't give them that. Like, don't allow, don't fucking do it. No face. That's the, that's the rule. It's no not face. worth it. I have, I have a lot of guy friends, actually not friends. I, I don't, more acquaintances who. This chick has this no chick. guy friends. This chick, I guarantee you is one of the very perfect examples when women are like, we can be friends with guys and guys are like, I can be friends with women. And this chick, every guy who's ever been friends with her has eventually been like made a move. It as, so she as, knows as that you guys said as a trophy and they, they look cooler in the eyes of their peers so if they're a little insecure about themselves they're, they're just gonna blast those messages and as you guys said like i saw a lot of pities that i didn't need to see so i know that it, it shouldn't be just shared like that i know i wanted i wanted to talk about this young turks interview because like they're so so they're they're fairly popular in the u.s and they talk a lot about uh, politics generally generally politics. the political realm they're leftists um and i think most of them would consider themselves pro women and like feminist at that uh in their own mind they're, like, they're left-wing patriarchy like they think that, yeah they pretend to be feminist but they think women should be public property but anyways yeah yeah so they reacted to public property your tiktok video one of the guys chank chank Uyghur, the one of the most unhinged men on the internet reacted poorly you don't say yeah <laughs> go for it one of the guys chank so it's chank and anna in the in the actual clip itself and we'll link the clip at the bottom of the podcast so you watch that what did you think well i think that it was fascinating that a grown man is so angry at a young girl for saying that dinner is a standard for dating because i mean you're obviously you're older so you should wait is chank one of the boys and i think that he was just upset at my approach because he was trying to talk like me at some point and, and we'll i was just like dude i don't even talk like that you just i don't know he was just being very very angry at me and he did say i was very attractive which is really sweet of him and he said that That's he nice went to a million dates with women like me and that he knows all about chanks getting and getting like that but i'm just thinking dick you know, wet, huh? chanky kids or whatever but like if you have if, one if more like is a girl and she said that she deserves a dinner date would you tell her no no no, honey just just let him buy you a call just even better, just buy your own coffee so you don't owe him anything. So I'm just confused with this whole concept if somebody pays for your meal that you owe him something. You don't owe him anything. No, you I don't. Mean, it's just like a gentleman thing to do. But this this whole, like, they were like, oh, I'm just giving a benefit. In the video, they were saying, like, oh, I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt that she, like, she was very open and she was just very blunt of what she's saying. So I know that I would never be with somebody like that. Okay. So I find it very amusing when obese, unattractive men say things like, um, oh, I wouldn't date a girl like her because she's too high maintenance. And I just like chuckle to myself because <laughs> they're fucking lying. Like this, this yeah, guy's saying like, Oh, I would never shout out to, uh, Oh, fucked up something here. I'm so bad with this shit. Sorry. Uh, shout out to buddy. Velastro. just want a channel membership. Shout out to him. Date a girl like that. Get like, on you, pal. In my dating travel, like he had the choice, in my personal experience, I have found that men will put up with so much shit when you're beautiful yeah. they will go to yeah will, no if shit they really like you if they're very attracted to you they will move mountains in order to yes you. and so when a guy's which like, is exactly <laughs> why i'm saying that this is not a good analogy or at least this woman coming on and telling this advice is not the best advice because her life is different than most of the chicks on female dating strategy notice this trend online where guys you know and guys send me dms all the time being like you probably don't get any dates because you know no self-respecting guy would date a woman who is that demanding and i'm just like yeah buddy i don't struggle to get dates okay they're convinced they're all going to be cat ladies because we demand basic respect that's what kills me about it 
<laughs> no, but it's just it's just cope, right? Like, because these guys know that they'd never get with a girl like that, right? And so copium. they just kind of like throw it back in your face, like like all the comments saying like, "I'm sure this girl doesn't get any dates," and I'm like, "Buddy, buddy, <laughs> you're fucking like it's cope, buddy." Yeah, it's almost like you can't buddy. find me. I quit, sort of thing. Like they know they're out of the game anyway, so they just try and say, yeah. "Well, I don't want you first, but it's like I've rejected you already, so yeah. So, it's like you know, a no protection thing. Like they know they're going to get rejected, so they just preemptively reject you so that they don't buddy. Have to feel hurt. <laughs> Yeah, and it's fascinating for me that, you know, there's so many men who reply to my video on TikTok and they're like, well, I wouldn't date you in the first place. I mean, why did you have the need to take time of your day just to tell me you would never even date me? As if you and wanted to date them. Like, why you yeah, like, this, that, that's them? even a discussion. Like, that's, that's, not even, <laughs> that's not even in the cards. Like, we're never... And I sometimes I reply to trolls and I'm and I would say like luckily you and I are never gonna date so you're you're fine. And there's a lot of people who are saying oh no wonder you're still single and you're dating. First of all, I never said I'm single. I never said I'm single. So I don't know where they're getting from. And they say like oh you're 30 and still dating. I mean yeah was that was that old? I mean and first of all since when are we identifying our self worth whether we have a man or not? So like this this whole comment obviously Preach. people who comment rude things online they're just like unhappy with themselves and they just feel satisfied when they you know insult somebody online and they get it that they're just unhappy but why is it wrong to be single at all yeah, why is your single an insult yeah i don't know and, and the funny part is that i never said i'm single so i mean they don't know anything about me it's all look at girl a chick like this willfully single these three i don't know about their that reaction to your thing is just a projection of their own insecurities like, because you didn't mention who's paying for that. You just said you want to go for dinner. You didn't say who's paying. But they all assume, oh, you're just a gold digger. You're trying to get after a guy. You know, you're trying to get a guy with money. That's just a projection of their own insecurities because they know that they're broke and could never get a girl like that. Yeah, because no self-respected man who's doing well for himself would ever say, oh, I'm not paying for your dinner. I mean, my guy friends pay for my dinner. I mean, it's just, just like a normal thing. If oh, true. Simp City, your guy friends. Again, they're not your friends. They're still trying to fuck you. They're just playing the super long game. You want to treat somebody. Like, I, I pay for my girl's girlfriend's dinner sometimes. I pay for, you know, I, I have a bunch of makeup. I give them a, I give them my products. Like, it's, it's I like to give to my friends or people I care about. And then another thing I just want to quickly mention about people calling me high maintenance is I also looking, I mean, a high maintenance woman usually has a high maintenance man. So it's a, it goes both ways. So it's like, if you're demanding the world, you usually give them the Not world always. too. At least I do. Like if I'm dating somebody, I'm going to give them the world. So it's not that I'm just sitting there and waiting for you to like cater me. It's, it's like, it's, it goes both ways. So that's a big misconception. Yeah. I don't know about you that. You want someone on your level. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody who knows what they want and what they deserve. So I know what I want. I know what I deserve. I've been through a lot of shit in my life that taught me how to, you know, stand behind my, set the standard and stand behind them. And I'm never going to lower my standards for somebody who can rise up to them. So like, that's just, and these people like with their comments, what they think I'm going to change my mind all of a sudden. No, I'm not like, I don't know why I'm even trying. That's what we tell them to die mad at the end of every episode, because they are really, they're going to write just the right amount of words and give us paragraphs and paragraphs of reasons why we're wrong. And we're going to care. And we will never, ever care. Scrotes listening. We will never care. Never. I'm never going to change my mind about... Shout out to all the scrotes, the negative value men, the low value men, and if any such thing exists, the high value men. Dating in this in, in this topic, I, I'm always, the rest of my life, I'm always going to think a man should treat you like a queen if he... Queen! Wants, if he wants a queen next to him. If he doesn't, like then just find somebody who's going to be okay with your little peasant behavior. Peasant behavior. Whoa! And this is the thing: there are so many women who would be happy to go for walk dates. Why are you not going to find one of them? Why are you going after women who want something different? It's like it's not like there's a shortage of pick me's in the world. They don't want a peasant uprising. <laughs> they don't want the peasants to take the power back. <laughs>
that is actually 100% accurate because this rage, this reaction that was directed towards Cornelia is actually very deliberate. It's like in the Middle Ages when they would like cut off the head of their enemies and like put it on a spike at the gates of the castle to like show an example to the others or whatever. Or like, um, it's it's very much like, you know, we're going to rage at this woman for having higher standards to intimidate other women. And they're going to see that and go, oh, like, I don't want to. I don't want to receive that kind of treatment. So I have to do this like cool girl. Like I have low standards routine. It's actually very insidious. I cannot stand our current culture where it's quote unquote, like feminist and empowering and cool to have zero standards and just go with the flow and do whatever guys want. But as soon as you express a standard for anything, everybody comes down to you. And, they, and, and I, I know that you didn't know much about our stuff beforehand, but like, that's why we get attacked a lot in the media. Like we got attacked by vice media for that. We got attacked by like, who else, yeah, who else was in our biz? Verge. Yeah, we've had a couple Not of like media come down on us for for what our standards are. There's an episode that we did a few weeks back called Vice Media Comes for the Queens. But she came to us because like they dragged us in Vice magazine because they thought it was yeah, quote unquote weird that we wanted to date guys uh, who could pay for dates and didn't have tiny dicks. <laughs> Their dating advice is so bizarre. Good luck. They to date tall men who pay for dates and have a decent sized penis. It's like wow, that's shocking. That's bizarre, shocking. Like <laughs> they made it seem like we were weird for having what honestly is pretty basic standards based on dating so it's fascinating that when a guy says that he wants xyz he's portrayed as this you know big man who knows what he wants but if a woman says the same thing she's roasted because it's it's unbelievable I mean, again guys will get roasted if they say crazy shit like i want some girl who's a brain surgeon and a supermodel he'll get roasted they too say what they want and what they deserve so i mean i'm happy that we found each other right now to like talk about this and the girls today they're more younger than we are they're like they're just settling for nothing like peanuts and they should know that what they want and like you know we all watch these fairy tale lives and obviously life is not a fairy tale but there is men out there who's, who are gonna do so much for you so why would you want to be with somebody who's not gonna do anything for you and again it's good point it's a give it's it goes both ways so it's not that i'm just taking and taking i give back a lot so like why would we want to just a one-way street when you know a guy's just gonna use you for his own needs you need to have your needs fulfilled too yeah 100 percent. just just you know just yes, all your dinner needs backpedal a bit um onto what you said um Cornelia. god damn it savannah fix your fucking microphone about you know men having their own standards it's absolutely true anytime um there's a post about physical standards on the subreddit we get inundated um with uh comments um, with abuse, like from men even though they also have their own physical standards i think there was there was like a viral post um that was written by one of the mods about a year ago about dick size matters and she was basically buried under comments <laughs> and like messages from men who were saying they were going to hang themselves who were basically telling her to kill herself purely because she said that you know dick size matters it wasn't again these are all shit posts these are not real men who are actually thinking of killing themselves that, you know, having a big women please you know, dick be able is to the most important reference. thing it was that each woman will have a, a size that works best for her sexual enjoyment like that was pretty much the extent of the post and she got so much hate but if you think about the way you know men dissect women's bodies like the way they want bodies. you know big boobs or a big bum and a tiny waist and you know a completely flat stomach but you know the minute a woman says i want a guy who's taller than me they will have a meltdown and start saying that you know you're a nazi who believes in eugenics because you don't want to sleep with short men that's literally the stuff they say they and we're not exactly that's literally the no. stuff they say like we're nazis because we don't yeah we're not exactly i know but come on are they being serious so or just fucking with you eugenics. yeah i mean i got that threats too <laughs> trying to breed up broke men and keep in mind this is on Reddit where you can find any kind of porn conceivable. Any kind of fetish. Any kind of fetish. Any kind of fetish. 
they'll have one that's like uh uh for large areolas or pointy areolas large areola areolas. hate or something it won't even be like appreciating it it'd be like we're just gonna take a bunch of pictures of women with large areolas and then insult every single picture they have subreddit <laughs> kind like, of like a roast a scrote segment if you will like that so for them to be upset about a post <laughs> one post that they're threatening to kill themselves over because one of our mods liked certain types of penises is so ridiculous it's like the, the state like asian ones the double standard there and their ability to handle any kind of expression of sexual wants and needs from women is totally disproportional from the amount of demands that they make so obviously every guy wants I mean wants a hot girl next to him and hot can mean different things to different men but as hot means one thing and that's a high IQ. As we said like the moment we say something that they're like yo she's a gold digger she's this that first of all my reply to me being a gold digger I say I'm not a gold digger I'm a gold wearer that gets them very upset every time. <laughs> gotcha. But, I mean if I, if I can afford my own lunch and my own dinner like I'm not going to be with somebody who can. But yeah it's just it's just very upsetting that the standards are so double when like when a woman says that she wants certain things she's just being dragged all over the place but i don't care honestly i'm i'm, I'm happy that this video again and i've said this before but i'll say this again the whole reason why anybody's even pushing back against this stuff is because women have kind of gone after the idea that you know men and women are equal and men kind of forever like i think up until 10 years ago it was understood that men just pay for meals and I don't even know if there was much debate about the other way. And then women push so hard for equality. The guy goes, okay, then I guess you guys cover some of your meals if we're so equal. And now, now these chicks are like, Got so much attention that's so fast. It did sparkle a debate. And there's a lot of women who, I mean, I get I get a lot of hate stuff, but I don't care about that. I mean, it, it, it does bother you a little bit in the beginning, but now I'm just like, okay, whatever. This is already said. Like I read this 10 million times. But I get messages from a lot of women who are saying that, thank you so much for opening my eyes. Thank you for letting me see that open my eyes and my wallet thank you so much that i want are not too much and like there's so many women who are grateful for what i was saying and i'm going to continue saying because you know maybe they're surrounded with friends who are telling them oh you're too picky you're too this you're too that and they need somebody like even a stranger like me to tell them whatever you want in life is possible you just you know it takes time and patience to find a guy who's going to be able to give you what you want so all I, right I take us home bit, ladies uh, about some some more of the statements in the video and i think the young turks because i have more <laughs> i folded back but oh yeah. we got more so from Chank. in the video where anna kasparian says that she thinks that your assumption that guys that are trying to take women on dates and have drinks with them are trying to get in drunk is a needless assumption i disagree with her on multiple fronts um first of all let's just note the assumption that if you go out to drinks with a guy or, or with someone you're on a date with uh they're just attempting to get you drunk like that needless preemptive like, I guess that cynical nature, mm. it's unnecessary. Like, there are a lot of things in life to be cynical about. I, I mean, they're not trying to get you drunk. They're trying to get drunk with you. They're not fucking, they're not being like, hey, can we get some grain alcohol for her, spiked in her drink just so we could speed this process I think up? that goes a little too far. That's dangerous advice dangerous for a woman advice. to say to other, other women. Yeah. It's absolutely true that men do try to get you drunk to lower yeah. your inhibitions to get you to. I mean, they get themselves drunk as well to lower their own inhibitions. Sleep with them. And I think it's actually safer for women to just assume that men have bad intentions. Like, I don't understand this, like, idea that um, you have to give every guy a chance or give every guy... That's like the equivalent of racial profiling, but for... Benefit of the doubt, because that is a gift to predators. I think it's actually safer for women to assume that he probably... And that's what women were like 100 years ago, okay? Like, our grandmas and our great-grandmas had some fucking common sense, and 
you know, it was on the man, the onus was on the man to prove himself that he was one of the good ones. It's not, the, it shouldn't be the woman's responsibility to play detective to try to figure out if he's one of the good ones. He has to prove himself. Yeah, they get so offended, like, well, it's not every guy. And it's like, yeah, but we don't know which guys. We don't have some kind of crystal ball to see into the future and understand which men are, are that type of guy. And if we look at the statistics, it's too many men. It's not the same, you know, 1% of men who are going around, you know, sexually assaulting, you know, raping, and, you know, date raping women. It's a lot of men, if the statistics are to be believed, which they should be. I even think that these instances are probably underreported because a lot of women don't realize that, you know, what happened to them was inappropriate. From my experience, this is how it goes. So you meet up with him, let's say around eight or nine at a bar for drinks. You have one drink, maybe second drink. You think things are going well. Oh no, the bar is shutting down. And then if you're having an what time is this bar shutting down? You met up with him at eight, you had two drinks, and then the bar shut down. a good down? time with him. He's like, "Oh, let's go back to my place. Like I have wine at home." And if you like him, you're gonna okay, fine. You know, I want to hang out with you, so I'm gonna go back to your place. And sometimes guys are dicks, and they take you back, and then you, you know, they you kiss a little bit, whatever, and then they're trying to sleep with you. And then if you say no, I, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't want to come over to sleep with you. They're, then they're gonna say, "So why did you come over then?" So that's how it usually goes. Like if the moment you go into a guy's house. But if you know that, because I think that's the thing, that is what most guys think. But also, you know that too. She's admitting that she knows that. And I think women do know that. So just don't do that. And that's also something I, I, I like interested what you guys have to say. Like when girls come over to a guy's house, it's always like basically means, okay, so you're ready to sleep with him. But that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I say it's safer for women to just assume that that's what men want. Because if you do go to his place and don't sleep with him, he'll get mad at you, <laughs> right? He'll be like, why did you come over? And But at the same time, if you if a guy invites you over and you say, oh, no, I'm not ready to have sex with you, he'll play dumb. Like, what? I totally wasn't like, <laughs> I don't know. He'll, he'll play dumb and act like, yeah, he's like, I, to I am such a gentleman. I would never think such a thing. I like, never. Like, fuck off like so the anyways, thing the thing that's off. changed too with that is a lot of these pickup artists and red pill and seduction communities they have this uh concept called last minute resistance so the idea is these are all sounds they like have, sales they, they go in with the assumption that if a woman goes home with you she wants to have sex with you but if she resists having sex with you because she doesn't want to look like a slut so you're supposed to like overcome her uh, quote-unquote last minute resistance so with them putting that out into the market What's it's like the same as like selling a TV happened is it's like, yeah, it's become normalized that if you go home with a guy, it's not just to like see his apartment and like maybe chat and have a nice time. Now it's like he the pressure is on and the top and the clock is ticking for him to try to pressure you. ABC always be closing into having sex with him and or it's supposed to be that women they, they take it as if you go home with them, you must want to have sex with them. So that's kind of ruined things because you can't really have things slowly unfold. Like I'm a big fan of like second, yeah, second and third base, right? Like you, that is a, where you get a lot of information about how a man is as a lover, but they've made it so that like, they're trying to rush that entire process to get you to sleep with them right away. I mean, if you're uh, any sort of adult, what are we saying? Second base is a hand handy. If you're an adult and you go out for all this stuff, adult stuff, nice dinners and meals, and then it just winds up with a handy, that's just go, what's going on? It doesn't benefit women at all. And that's, that's why we're pulling back and doing so much more of the work outside the home before you even get All the to emotional home, labor. Know what that guy has on his mind. And at this point, because of how saturated red pill crap has gotten, these guys are literally having meltdowns if you don't have sex with them and you come home to the house. There's been a few viral TikToks to that effect as well as men just like freaking out at women because they didn't have sex right away and be like why did you come over here and it's like because i wanted to see that your house wasn't a pigsty i mean yeah, like, because you just want to spend a little more time with this guy and then see if he's you know if you guys are clicking in a certain sense yeah it's, it's ridiculous it's been disappointing again feminists have been the people that have 
come down on millennial and Gen Z women for like going home with guys and then not wanting to have sex and then been like, well, what did you expect was going to happen? And that's been really disappointing because that's part of the reason why the Me Too movement. I mean, you can always go over to the girl's house and then there isn't an expectation. That happened. And that's part of the things that a lot of Gen Z millennial women were complaining about in the Me Too movement. And I. But then you'll see her nests in her room. I could see in the media a lot of Gen X and even like boomer women were really, really coming down on women of our generation and saying if we didn't know that's what time it is when we got got home then we weren't standing up for ourselves and we were expecting men to be mind readers and i'm like i they should just assume we don't want to have sex with them unless we express that but the you know everything always gets put on the woman to constantly yeah but nobody wants to actually say that stuff because that's part of the whole deal is nobody wants to say shall we have sex now madame or she's like oh i really fancy you would you like to have some sex be rejecting men's sexuality yeah they shouldn't assume that just because i went home with you that you want to have sex with him. It's just, it's, I mean, it's not the most unreasonable assumption in the world. It's just something I want to... You can understand how some guys might think that. Double and more in my next videos that I'm going to be posting is that like men shouldn't be expecting this blindly. I just want to hang out with you. I want to see, as you guys said, if your place is a fix, like, I just want to see who you are. It doesn't mean that you need to enter me. Right? No guys going to show you the pigsty. Oh, yeah. They're going to show yeah. you the fake cleaned up version. We, we want to see if you sleep in a nest as well. Oh my God. <laughs> you chicks sleep in nests more than guys. The bed nest. Um, that, that was, uh, that was a post um, I called earlier on Reddit about a woman. Um, I don't think she'd been to her boyfriend's house um, and they'd been together for some time. Um, so when she finally went over to his house, she found out that he didn't actually have a bed. He had like um, a, <laughs> a pile of clothes <laughs> that he called his nest. That he doesn't wash, by the way, because he doesn't wear these clothes. And she said it smelled bad, and he got offended. And so she refused to sleep there. She was like, Twitter. Yeah, that's totally normal. Like, again, this guy's a psycho. If his bed was literally a random pile of clothes he doesn't wear, that is a massive red flag. What do I do about this bed nest? Wait, he sleeps on a pile of his clothes, and he says that's normal? Yeah, yeah. A fully grown adult man. Yeah. It's actually quite like there was an um, yeah there was an article shared on the subreddit <laughs> about men who just um, who do mattress on the <laughs> who do mattress on the floor. I had a mattress on the floor for a little while, and honestly, I didn't mind it. I did not mind it. I wa- I only <laughs> date guys who have bed frames. <laughs> yes, that's another basic ass standard. Why why do we have to tell them to have a bed frame? And, and they're so offended at this. And then one of them was like, um, "Oh, the match on the floor is a good way to weed out gold diggers." I was like, "What? Having a bed?" No, I didn't have that. Wasn't to weed out gold diggers. I just had it because I got a mattress. I moved to a new place, and then just had the mattress on the floor for a while. Honestly, I didn't mind it though. Oh my These God. chicks don't like it. <laughs> but honestly, and I didn't I didn't have any chicks complain about it. So. <laughs> Having a bed or expecting your guys have a bed now means you're a gold digger? Like, what the hell? No, Look, bed frame. Come on. You can thrift bed frames pretty cheaply, too. So I don't even want to hear this like, oh, well, it's just extra expenses. I'm like, that to me says you're either broke or unimaginative because bed frames are actually not that hard to find. They're going to use any excuse they can just to like justify their lack of maturity. And their lack of money as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, if he's really like an A-plus man, he probably knows woodworking and he'll make a bed frame. That's yeah, a, he probably knows woodworking bingo, and yeah. has a wood and not shop. Like this and... shitty two by four nailed together nonsense that I think we saw a while back. Every man's goal, and all these guys that try to go viral and make these like declarative TikToks, their goal is to make the bar as low as possible. And women need to wake up and recognize that's what's happening and stop falling all over themselves to like validate the fact that they'll deal with a guy. Women need like a union in any circumstance because it will only get worse, ladies, as long as you keep encouraging these clowns. <laughs> Yeah, because they would feel like less of a failure if they tell you that you were asking for too much because they were actually afraid to ask for what they deserve. 
So yeah, it's just easier to attack somebody who, but you know what? Also, what? like if somebody's doing better than you, they're never going to attack somebody who's doing, let's say worse. So, you know, all these people who are talking shit about what I had to say, they're obviously not doing better than me. I mean, I don't know if this makes sense. Probably but not. No, no self-respected man is going to go on the internet and leave a comment. You know, there was a bunch of these men from whatever middle America commenting, oh, thank God my wife is not that. So I'm so happy I didn't marry somebody like you. And I'm thinking, and then I leave, a, sometimes I reply and I'm like, so why are you commenting on my video if you're happily married? Like you're commenting on a video of a 30-year-old and you're obviously 60. So like, why do you have the need to even get my attention? Yeah, a lot of 60-year-olds on TikTok. Or why do you have the need to insult somebody based on their standards? Right. Just, if you're happily married, just like live your life. Go take your dinner. Go take your wife somewhere. Like don't comment on girls' TikToks. I wonder if these wives know that their husband goes and like argues with women on the internet because that's pathetic. Does your wife <laughs> know about this, pathetic. sir? Yeah. <laughs> Come, that come be the new, your husband. That should okay? be like, the new to catch a predator, but it's to catch a comet. He's, he's walking around unsupervised. <laughs> Honestly, God, I'm like, don't you have something you could be doing to make your life, your wife's life better rather than watching like women who you will never get TikTok videos? I don't understand it. Like to me, the fact that they're there and are active enough to actually have the uh, profile to be stalking younger women to talk to them about their standards to me seems like, okay, so you're, you have no effort at home then, right? Cause you got too much free time on your hands. I'm pretty sure Lizzo had like a pretty sure. about this, like um, in like juice. It was, it was something like somebody come and like get your man. I think he got lost in my DMs or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, can't believe can she's go 26. Go on Reddit. <laughs> go on Reddit and complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anything you wanted to add, really? What do you want to plug? So yeah, you can follow. Luckily, my name is the same on every platform. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. It's Coco Beauty. Beauty is spelled B-E-A-U-T-E. And I post every single day. And I'm not going to stop, even though all these haters are telling me to stop. But even all these haters do not listen to the haters. Up, so you can find all of my dating advice there. All right. That's been episode 16 of the Female Dating Strategy podcast. And that was episode I think it's the sixth episode. So we're through 16 episodes by episode six. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining me on this wild adventure to all the scrotes. I appreciate you taking out some time on your Sunday. That's been the show. Uh, thank you again for joining me. So, yeah, I'm going to try. I want to catch up because I don't want to do I don't want to do four or six episodes of this shit a week. I really would like to just do one episode of low value mail in one of these streams. So the goal is to catch up enough so that I can just do two streams, one of each a week. And then once we hit 500 patrons, we're going to have a second episode of low value mail, a daytime low value mail. So please consider uh, joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail. So I can have more patrons than the female dating strategy or subscribe to this channel or buy a shirt lowvalleymail.com. Anyways, that has been the stream. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me, and I will catch all of you, uh, hopefully, Tuesday night on our new episode of Low Value Mail at 9 p.m. Otherwise, I will see you some other time. Be well, fellow scrotes. Goodbye.